Welcome to Author Express. Thanks for checking us out. This is the podcast where you give us 15 minutes of your time and we give you a chance to hear the voice behind the pages and get to know some of your favorite writers in a new light. I'm one of your hosts, Kathleen Basie. I'm an award-winning musical composer, a feature writer, essayist, and of course, storyteller. Let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. Amy Hagstrom worked on fiction manuscripts for over a decade and had queried three separate novels with her agent before landing her first book deal in 2022 with Lake Union. The Wild Between Us, which draws on her experience as a search and rescue volunteer and EMT, comes out in November and has been described as part thriller, part tender love story in early reviews. Amy, it's so fun to have you on the program. Welcome. Very fun to be here. Thank you. I want to just warn everyone who is listening that this is the first time I've actually been close friends with somebody that I am interviewing (laughs) on this. So I am really looking forward to this. Amy and I have been critique partners for, I don't know how long, how long has it been since we started talking when we were both doing? Gosh, at least like seven years, I think. Oh, I think it's longer than that. Longer than that? Oh, gosh. (laughs) I had tinies. Yeah, you did. You did. When did you when did I stop blogging? <laughs> I think I stopped my blog in 2010 because I started travel writing then. Okay. You mentioned travel writing. So let's start there. Because you have been so many places in the world, and I know many of them, I want to ask you this question. If you okay. could live anywhere in the world, where would you live and why? Anywhere in the world. Oh, my gosh. The first thing that comes to my mind is Iceland. And I wouldn't live there because I couldn't afford it. But if I could afford it, it's the most beautiful place I may have ever been. And I love the outdoors. And so it's all about that in Iceland. So I think that might be one of my top picks. I also seriously considered moving to Portugal. And I would definitely live there as well. But my list is long of places I would live in. <laughs> I'll bet you. I probably will live in several of them. Well, actually, we we normally start by asking what's the most interesting thing about where you're from. So I would like you to tell everyone where you are as you are speaking now. Oh, yeah. So currently, I live in Ajijic, Mexico, which is a small town in the state of Jalisco in central Mexico. And I actually just moved here three months ago from Oregon. So it's interesting because people think of Mexico as most of the time they think of tropics or beaches or things like that. But we are in the mountains at over 5,000 feet elevation. So we're getting a whole different kind of Mexico here in the central part of the country. And it's much more diverse in terms of terrain and land than I had even realized myself. And so not necessarily hot. No, we chose this area because it's supposed to never get over like 80 degrees here. Oh, my. Right. Now, that has not proved true because of climate change. So the month we moved here at the end of May was like the hottest it's ever been here or something like that. <laughs> like, oh, no, what have we done? And everyone kept telling us, this is not normal. This is not normal. This is not normal. But now it's settled in. I think it's you know, like the highest, like 75 or something like that. So. Very nice. Yeah. That sounds what... Because where I moved from in Oregon, we had so much wildfire smoke all the time that a summer without wildfire smoke and such a low temperature is a real treat so far. Wow. I'll bet it is. Let's actually use that as a sort of a segue to talk about your book. It's called The Wild Between Us. 
And this is the book I will tell the readers that this is the book Amy was <laughs> working on when we met each other. However many years ago that was, she's written several since then, but this is the one that came out. It's gorgeous. So do you want to talk about the setting of that book a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, your question about interesting things about where you live is important to me because place always plays such an important role in all the books that I've written. And it informs my characters in ways that I think speak to me. Like I, I usually know the setting of each novel before I even know anything more about it. To me, that's the genesis for almost everything I write. So this one, the first one I, you know, like you mentioned, the first novel I ever attempted, it's set where I grew up, fictitiously, of course, but basically where I grew up in the Northern California mountains, Sierra Nevada. So I knew I wanted to write about that location because it's really is a magical place. And then my years with search and rescue in Oregon kind of sparked that idea of combining the experience I got in Oregon with search and rescue and the setting that I love so much growing up in the Sierra Nevada. Yeah, no, that's really interesting about the search and rescue. All this time we've spent together, and I don't think that it ever occurred to me to ask why you knew so much <laughs> about search and rescue. Search and rescue, how did that get started? I've always lived in the Pacific Northwest until moving here to Mexico. And so when I first moved to Oregon, I had very young kids and I was not working full time in my journalism degree that I was working in before. And so I decided to go ahead and get EMT degree and wilderness EMT medic and for something <laughs> exciting to do that I could do part time. And so this Exciting. <laughs> yeah. And then I ended up having my third son during that time. So I never ended up working as an EMT, but instead I volunteered with the county search and rescue and had so much fun with that. And it was on my own time and, you know, at my own leisure is how many searches I could go on. So it worked for me for a time with young kids. So I really enjoyed learning about that. And it never left me after I stopped doing active searches when my kids got a little older and I was a little busier, I continued to work for a program they called Lost But Found, which teaches kids in schools what to do if they get lost in the forest. So I had that in the back of my mind for years before I started attempting my first novel. Well, and these things, they really do just dovetail so beautifully in Thanks. this book. Because Richard Rescue, tell us it's the Sierra Nevada. And you tell us about that setting a little bit more so that I don't just talk about it. <laughs> well, the Sierra Nevada mountains of Northern California, it's its really like when a lot of people think of Northern California, they think Bay Area. We're talking much further north than that, up above Tahoe, about an hour further north from like Reno, Nevada. It's, it's way up in the mountains. And the counties that are up there are very small. And it's mostly stems from railroad jobs or forestry jobs. And it's still a very magical place. And a lot of people don't really know about it. And other than knowing about Tahoe and the lower Yosemite area of the Western Sierra Nevada, et cetera, but it's an area of forest that is high granite and ponderosa pine and very high elevation. So it's a mountain wilderness for sure. Hmm. 
every time I've read it in every iteration of this book, I've always just thought it sounded magical. So I love the fact that it's finally out there in the world for other people to see. Yeah, thank you. Since it's been in process for so long, I'm going to ask you, what's the hardest thing about writing this particular book? Mm, I think the hardest thing about writing this book, well, the setting came so easily. I think the hardest part for me, as you already know, as a critique partner, plot really gets in my way of just wanting to write pretty things. So, (laughs) For me, as soon as this book started to lend itself to being more of a suspense mystery than literary fiction, which it honestly started out as many, many years ago, as many, many agents told me entirely too slow, too introspective, too poetic, you know, not marketable. And so I kept working at it and working at it. And it started shifting. And I started realizing this is more of a mystery. And then I thought, oh, no, because <laughs> I don't know how to write those. <laughs> so yeah, coming up with that. But not in this in the traditional sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. So let's ask then, you had to go through kind of a process to get from literary, beautiful language to something with a really suspenseful plot to it. So that's like part of your journey is making that transition. Mm -hmm. What piece of advice really sticks out in your mind as being something that's helped you in your writing journey? Well, there's always a fine line, I think, between trying to write commercially and writing what you want to write. And you have to go with the latter and write what is speaking to you. But I think something I learned was to not be precious about exact lines or exact scenes and be willing to be flexible and think through, how can I make this more active, more engaging, more forward moving? As you know, personally, that that's always been to me like, okay, move it along, move it along, move it along. <laughs> so I, I think you have to listen, you know, you have to adapt and make changes to your writing if you want to be relevant in the world we're in, you know? Well, and it's not a bad thing to want to please. I, I think it's, there's always a matter of needing to please the reader as well as yourself. There, We have all these competing, like you have to consider the market, but you also have to be true to yourself. And I think that learning that balance is such yeah. a skill. I think you first have to learn to be true to yourself and then worry about the market after. I think if you start writing just for the market, that would feel soulless to me. I think you have to start with something that is speaking to you or I wouldn't have the energy to get follow through on it. I don't think if it wasn't something that was important to me, but I'm sitting here with two completed manuscripts that have not been marketable yet. So I know both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Publishing is just a brutal industry in general. You got to really love it. Yeah. And you never know, you never know what it wants. <laughs> Okay, so let's ask, as we start to wind this up today, let's ask, what's the best place for people to find you if they want to know everything that is Amy Hagstrom? AmyHagstrom.com is the easiest place to start. And it has all my ways to contact me, all my social there and advanced sales for the while between us. Great. Okay, so as we finish up today, I want to ask you, what book or story is inspiring you the most these days? 
That's such a hard question. I know. The first thing that came to my mind was all of Anne Lamott's work. Her book, Bird by Bird, about writing craft has inspired me numerous times. When you're in the trenches and when you're just doing the solo work of writing that feels so long and daunting, her approach of just taking it piece by piece and step by step and keeping your eye on just that next small goal instead of looking at the huge big picture that feels so overwhelming that has spoken to me multiple times over the years and it stays relevant to me now. That's really cool. Well, thank you for that. And thanks for Mm -hmm. being on today. We look forward to your book coming out. Do you have a formal release date yet? Yes. November 7th. November the 7th of this year. So will everybody be looking for The Wild Between Us? And thanks, Amy, for being with us on Author Express today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll take a second to give us some stars or a review on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll be back next Wednesday. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express, but keep it interesting.